What up, what up, everybody? You're listening to My City, My Playground. My name is Tayshawn, and I don't have an intro lately because I don't have a computer to add it on, which is pretty odd, but it's okay the way I stream my platform, so I just wanted to get straight into it. I had a cool little Q&A session going on my Instagram, and I want to express my gratitude for you guys for giving me these responses and something that answer on and challenge my thinking and um i hope i can answer your questions exactly how you put them i took a screenshot from my instagram just to um you know see what sticks i could have screenshot this better individually but i got a couple in there there was only uh okay yeah we had a few in there all right so the first one basically was from backup count underscore two um, and I'm, I believe this is a young girl, probably someone that I know, kind of, I'm not sure, but basically she was asking to talk about how friends care about you more than family. And I simply put the response in Instagram, like, you know, like blood isn't always blood and talking about like how I cut off my family or whatever. The point is that what I want you to get here. And if you are listening to this and this is like a bottom line thing, I want you to learn something because you sound like you're really young. The thing about it is what you want to understand in life is that there are people who are toxic in your life that you may have not known about that you've grown up with. So you're used to that. And then there's people who are enablers, the people who are not bad, but the people are also involved in that toxic environment that can bridge the gap for that toxic person to come over if you understand that. So basically what I have done is I remove the people who do not move the needle within my life, who were not allowing access for me to grow the way that I wanted to. And it's not that I hate anybody at all. It's just the fact that... um, there's some underlying issues that they, they themselves do not talk about that hinder their growth. So they project their insecurities on the other person, which being me or anyone else in my family. So I do not allow that. And so when it comes to enablers also, you know, there are people that I do like in that family that I did not want to like stop talking to. But I knew that if I did, that they could possibly allow that toxic person to come over and bridge that gap and be able to find me, talk to me, locate me, reach out, say something and use some form of narcissism to just kind of have this creative control. And that I don't like because now that I feel freedom and understand freedom fully and how it's everything is accessible for me and I can live the way that I want to because I'm not around them no more. I've traveled. I've been to places where I want to go. I've done the things I wanted to do and I'm growing and doing more. And it's just like I can't carry anybody on this journey. It's only me. And I've got myself this far. So um, I hope you understand that growing up. You know what I'm saying? Look for the people who are necessary for your growth in your life. If they're not, then, you know, you got to leave them. And it's a hard choice. Now, my boy Puma, his Instagram name, I'm going to die for this. He said, talk about the importance of short-term goals and how they can lead to long term now okay and when i responded to him on this one i basically said that if you take one percent growth right one percent of each day 
those small things and leading to big successes. Basically, that's what I told him there. Now, further down that line, what I want to express is that we all have big dreams. We all have big goals and things that we want to do in this world, right? So it's important that when we attack these goals, we attack, we break them down, right? Um, I want to say there's, well, yeah, there's some parts that are hard. There's some parts that are easy, but I'd say whatever is the first thing you can get your hands on to do to get you closer, do that. You know what I mean? Like Rome wasn't built in a day. That's a common saying right there. But it's like um, we understand that we don't have all the resources in the world. And even if you did, it's not it's just not overnight. And those that incremental growth helps you so much to get you to where you want to be, you know, and, and, and it just the beauty in that time is from when you're learning in that process is you're growing and you get to learn all the little tricks behind um what makes you great in the end what makes you stand out for example i'll give you a common one a photographer why are they so freaking good how can they get these angles how can they make the shit pop and look so well and uh appealing to the eye well it's because first they started out with one camera no extra lenses no no flashes no adobe lightroom probably no computer or whatever right they worked with what they got. They freaking used the natural light from the window, started shooting pictures through the glass, using leaves to bring a different type of composition to the table for the picture, like shooting through things, shooting at things, shooting whatever. They would do every way possible. That's why those dudes, they look all weird when they're on the ground taking photos and it looks kind of crazy, but those are the angles, man. It's those abstract, weird ideas that you're not thinking of that aren't common to people and that's what makes them so great so remember that like try things every which way possible that add to your growth that are going to move you towards your goal like piece by piece just chunk away at it because if you do too much you will get burnt out and I've been at that point I've been to the point where I work myself 18 19 hours a day there's a point in my life where I was in school full-time I was working full-time I had a girlfriend, so basically, but she was in the Air Force, so it was like a long-distance relationship. That sucked. And I was playing semi-pro paintball, so I had to travel every six weeks. And practice was every week in, in Dallas. So being in uh, in San Antonio, going to Dallas is like a four- or five-hour drive. I was doing that every weekend. So think, from uh, 7, 7.30 to 3.30, I was working. And then I'd eat, take a shower, and then like from 5 to 11, I was in school. And in between those times, I would try to take 10, 15 minutes, whether I was in a porta potty or whatever, talk to my girlfriend, um, watch videos on YouTube on paintball, scouting out the other teams, texting my team through the group message, what we're doing for plans for the weekend. And then Saturday, you know, by Friday that day, um, I'd get packed up, ready after four o'clock, have my, my, my shit, all my gear in my bag, in my trunk, meet my teammates at the certain spot, drive all the way to Dallas, you know, and that's, so that's four to four plus five is nine. So it's nine o'clock by the time we get there, nine, 10 o'clock, if we didn't stop at Bucky's too much and then go to sleep, wake up, have a 12 hour practice Saturday, Sunday, and repeat that for six weeks at a time. So I only had one to two days off in my months when I was doing that. So it was quite intense, so intense to the point that when I was trying to make time to study, uh, and things like that. When I wake up in the morning, still try to, it was just late nights, early mornings. And 
it took a toll on me. And I woke up and literally I could not see my clock. You know what I mean? My my vision was so freaking blurred. It was damn near like I was blind. I could barely – my clock looked so fuzzy, and I opened my eyes as wide as possible, and it just would not work. And I was just so tuckered out, and I was scared at the same time. I was freaking out, thinking it was like a dream. And I just was like, you know what? I need to allow myself to sleep. And over that time, I started assessing the situation because, remember, I wanted to grow – but I was trying to grow into many directions. There's only so many things you can put 100% into. So I started taking away things that were slowing me down. And ultimately, I had to get rid of paintball. And it was one of the hardest choices that I ever, ever had made in my life. Like, ever. Because I wanted this since I was 13. You know, I set a goal to get on this team, do these things, and it happened. It happened like a little NFL draft pick. I won't get into that story how that happened. Basically, the big wigs knew each other, called each other, scouted me, sent me up to go try out, and I made the team boom. That's the short story. And so where hard work meets preparation, man, that's what happens day in and day out. That was that 1% thing. But I let that go in the end. You know, um, I finished school. I graduated, right? And I still had the girlfriend. It was still a struggle back and forth. We went on vacation. You know, we ended up breaking up. So, and then after that, I had to move out and ended up moving back into my mom's place. And it felt like basically I lost everything and stepped into square one. But really, I built a, a, a building on weak foundation. That's why that had, that tower had to fall. So, me starting from square one sounds like a terrible idea. For being like 23, 24. But it allowed me to fix the foundation that I needed to grow something bigger. And so that 1% incremental growth is so necessary for you to do. And it, it made me a better person because of it. It allowed me to read a lot more books. Uh, show me really who was there for me. The values that I understand in other people and myself. And understanding what I have to bring to the table. And... You know, just it just it just did so much for me. It allowed me to be who I truly am and made me express myself more, be more transparent and vulnerable and led to many different things I end up doing. I'd end up doing like jujitsu, you know, I'm doing a podcast. I did all kinds of stuff and it was great for me because it made me step out of my comfort zone and get real with myself. So that's that right there. That was a great one. Thank you, Chris, for that one. Um there was a last one for my boy. He's talking about uh, cybersecurity. Talk about cybersecurity and social engineering. Oh, man. You know, this is a tougher one because, like I said, I'll, and I'm going to tell you the truth, dude. Like, my school was like a stupid six-month program. You would think it's IT. I didn't go get a real bachelor's degree in computer science. They taught us the basics, gave us a runaround with these little three-week programs, graduate in six months and be done. Now, initially, I went to this school so I can uh, basically work from home, work from a computer, and keep playing paintball, but it ended up not working out that way, which is okay because the skills that I have is more so with Adobe programs, shooting videos, editing, and kind of designing. Like, I always love that stuff anyway, so it's fine. But what I do remember when I probably wasn't slacking off, cybersecurity, um, I can tell you something like... Um, Let's say this. Okay, there's a three-way kind of like handshake 
how a password works, I guess, or, or like for encryption, because we know everything works in like the languages in ones and zeros. But for example, uh, all right, your, your password to your Facebook, you type in whatever, like Don Joe one, two, three, right? Don Joe, I should have said John Doe, but you get it. And you type that in, but the what it the computer does, it translates and transcribes it into another language, like full of letters and numbers, right? But and it takes that and puts it in a space where um it can be recognized. So when you pull it up, what you're writing is not the same language as what you're seeing. You know what I'm saying? That's why they say make complicated passwords. Don't keep the same passwords on any uh, anything that you're using. Make sure you you're you're blocking your um, the access for other IP addresses to get into your computer. If you know how to do uh, use a computer remotely to somebody else's, so there won't be no control. And what else is there? Uh, I can tell you what I've done, like. It's not ethical hacking, but basically it's real simple. Get a torrent off of like Pirate Bay or whatever. There's people who crack uh, programs and have a key generator and what that key generator does. And remember I said like it takes you got a code and it transcribes it into something else. What the key generator does, it finds the code literally, uh, you know, like how you get a, on the back of like your Xbox Live subscription or anything that you got and it's got 15, 20 letters or whatever. There's different levels of like encryption. There's like 128 key. Uh, there's a 16. There's what else is there? 25. I, I'm so wrong. I'm like so off, but I think I remember the 128 one, I believe. But what what I would do is I'd f use that key generator because I use this for a program to get Sony Vegas, and it have like one or two numbers or letters off, and the computer would recognize that. And so it's called a, I think it would be like a CA, Certificate Authority or something like that, that would let it through. And I'd get that and have the program. The only problem is like when you get those fake keys, I don't know if it's best to like only mask your IP address or just stay on offline altogether when you're downloading and using the program because they can actually find out what you did and stuff like that. Unless you like, I guess like clear your, your, you like basically cover your tracks that you did it. And then, so yeah, don't judge me. I fucking suck at it. I only know how to do it. I don't know how to explain some things, but social engineering, this is a beautiful one. And this is real simple. Let's say, uh, uh, what, what's a good scenario? Let's say you are at an event. Like I've seen this happen all the time, like at paintball events. Okay. I'll give you one of my personal experience. Okay. So when, when you're at a paintball event and you go there and this is social engineering, remember this, um, you have to have an ID to get access into the player's pit and the pro pit. There's, there's two areas because, you know, pro player uh, area for where they're playing and the divisional on the other side. So I, what I would do when I like I lost my ID and I basically uh, would chat chat up with the security guards, tell them all this history, tell them who I am, what I've done in paintball, who I'm friends with. Just give them a nice story and then end it rounded up with some emotion and then be like, oh, yeah, well, I got to get in here and uh, get to my team. And they're like oh, wait, don't you got your ID? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I look for my ID, and I'm like, damn, bro, I forgot it. Like, can you let me in? Like, after that heartfelt story or whatever, they're like, you know what, man? 
yeah, man, I got you. Don't worry. Hey, if you have any problems or whatever, just fake your ID or whatever, like, and we'll let you in. It's okay. And I did that. I used my, uh, my, um, my card to get into my hotel and faked it as an ID and they kept letting me in. So I hooked them up later with like beers and, uh, and food, whatever the pros were giving out or whatever. And I did that on the pro side too, because there's a two stickers you got to have to get in the pro pits. And same thing, I just chatted up with the security person, I slid right in. Or I got a bunch of paint, like boxes of paint, and just slide in and be like, oh yeah, I'm helping with the team, and you move real quick. And they're like, oh, okay. Because some of them, they don't understand paintball like that. But it's the same thing for like concerts and events. Like, you can kind of fake it till you make it. And that's kind of... That's part of what social engineering is, like getting in places where you probably don't need to be in. That's one of my favorite games to play. So I hope I answered all you guys' questions correctly. You guys who did send anything, thank you for that. That was so much fun. I hope to do this again. I hope it brought you some value. And definitely look for the next episode. Sorry I don't have an intro for this, but next time I will when I get a computer and I'm crossing my fingers it'll be end of January or early February just moved here but uh if you like what you heard definitely subscribe to anything that I'm doing on Instagram or Twitter you can follow me as t3shawnsb I also have a Facebook page as active Tayshawn Crenshaw it's the same thing as my website tayshawncrenshaw.com where you can see for the podcast, and I'm streaming on all platforms that you could hear me on, like, possibly, so check that out there, and soon I'll be doing some YouTube stuff, so I'll catch you guys on the next episode, and I'll see you later. Thanks for the questions.